For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000-year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parisha as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Greetings and welcome. I am Parisha, your host on Windows in Your Mind. This show is brought to you by Law of Attraction Radio Network, the voices of consciousness and spiritual evolution. Windows in Your Mind is a never-ending journey into the unfolding of the unknown and the frontiers of consciousness and discovery. We discuss the magnificence of who we are, a humanity of divine origins and the embodiment of the I Am. We are in the evolution of understanding ourselves as players of the universal flow of change and come to the realization we are not in the universe. The universe is in us. There is a galactic gathering and we need know what's being communicated. We discuss the expansive range of quantum and the realization of coherence in our place in the cosmos. We discuss the validation of psychic perception and esoteric wisdom of ancient beginnings as time before time and ancient futures. We exist in the field of intention and abundance, a field of infinite possibilities. You make a difference and you matter in this world. By the command of Great Spirit, you are chosen to be. Your fingerprint says you are the original and only one of you. You are the chosen, and you are the one you have been waiting for. It is our time, and we are the star seeds. It is wonderful to have you take this time to join us today. And it says to me that you have come determined to achieve greater levels in life and have chosen to claim your power and resolve those challenges. Our program today is for all of you who have come to the realization of needing to go further than you have ever gone before. Together, we burst down the walls of pathways of habitual thinking and are fully charged and ready to step into our natural birthright of joy and abundance. So let's begin. We are a circle of wisdom keepers, and our gate is the south, and our keeper is the wolf, Wea. Welcome, beloved. 
it is good to have you and to spend this time. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Be sure to sign up for your monthly updates and get all the latest information on LOA radio events such as cruises, workshops, and seminars, as well as information on the latest shows, topics, and guests. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. Greetings. This is your host, Parisha, and this is Windows in Your Mind as we move along on our journey today and discuss a lot of the things that you've been talking about to me along Facebook uh, avenues and some emails that's come in. And we've actually gotten some snail mail handwritten letters and cards. So we appreciate all of that. That really makes uh, things for a greater interest. Want to point out to a lot of you, too, to please check on the Facebook we have here on LOA Radio Network because you can also become part of the fan club that where I respond and we kind of have these nice discussions and so forth and on. And it just allows things to get more personal. So if you can, take a minute, check on that, and actually get yourself on it so we can actually have some direct uh, face-to-face on that, okay? And what I want to talk about is obviously some things, because this is September, and in September we all come to the 9-11 thing, and uh, I have had to talk to several groups over the last three, four days. And I know for a lot of people who had no personal uh, involvement, and I don't know what that would possibly mean because I think it's personal to all of us in this country but and the world, to in fact. So, But to discuss to those who were on the scene, I got to touch ground and was on ground when a lot of this began to be cleared up and unfolding and uh, the trauma that people had gone through. So when, you know, on, on the closeness of this time, yeah, the call goes out to not forget. And I totally am okay with that. I just need you to know the sensitivity of some people who went through some very tragic results during that. Some people who witnessed things beyond whatever their worst nightmare could be. And for them, remembering isn't what they want to do. They want to forget. And they find it very hard at this time that there's so many videos and that throughout this whole month there's so much uh, attention given back to this and so forth and on. And, uh, you know, they're, all of them are still in treatment and actually taking therapy, trying to help take the charge off of that particular traumatic experience. And uh, I myself, you know, I don't choose to watch it anymore. I, I make sure that I avoid it and uh, how it stirs up the wonderful things because I, but a lot of my work was on site helping the first responders and all of the services that back up, you know, people's needs at this time. And uh, I, I totally understand the need to just get past it. I don't believe any of us will ever forget it, but to get past it. So I'd like to make sure that you understand during this time to actually express more energy into where we have come from there. Like I know the groups that I'm working with, their focus is on 
dealing with all the judgment that came around the circumstances, um, you know, the anger and the bitterness that stirred with what was done, what could have been done, and what didn't get done, you know, and just those sort of natural human things. So people are still in the midst of doing that even 10 years later, you know. So you want to actually take time to think right now what we can do is what we're going to kind of talk about today. Let's let's not always be focused on the negative. Let's think about the wonderful things that can actually come from what we have learned through crisis. And do we always have to learn through crisis? No, I don't believe so. And I work very hard in everything that I do to teach that. So I think that what we can actually look at as far as today's journey and discussion is to think about what we could do then instead of, and that would be to think about the growth that we've had, uh, the fellowship that we've developed, the care that has come, you know, how we've reached out and shown others how much we really care. And we don't really need to wait for a crisis to do that, beloveds. We really can do that in every day, uh, everything, and in all ways, okay? So just to give you a little heads up there, because like I said, in the groups I've worked with over these days, people are having a hard time with the fact that there's so much resurrecting of all that going back on, you know. And then again, you know, then there's obviously the point people are making about let's not forget that and throw it to the side and let ourselves be such victims or have something happen like that again. And, you know, there's truth and soundness at the base of it all. I'm just saying it's a time that we could look at it and realize that uh, there are those who don't want to remember. There are those who truly would like to get past it and be able to forget. So today what I want to discuss with you is uh, some very good information on, on what we can do to grow and to become better and stronger at what we want out of life, okay? And uh, I want to point out that one of the people I admire and often refer to and read about when I'm looking for that confidence is Henry Ford. And that he pointed out that if you think you're capable of doing something, you know what I mean, the odds are that you will. And that you'll try harder, and as you try harder, you'll see better results. You won't give up by no means easily. And as you continue on, eventually you're going to win. And so I, I totally support that. And I also support that if you think you can't, you won't. And that, however, it's almost certain that you won't be able to do it if you continue to find all kinds of things that you can say that help you support and affirm that. I don't believe that I can do that. I don't have what it takes. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not that strong. Or You know, that those are all defeating affirmations and that you... You, if you're saying that and that's the way you think and you're observing yourself as you think and you know that you do that, then there's habitualness that has to be changed, isn't there? So basically, it's, it's about finding what you want to have and making sure that through thought, as well as expression, as well as however else we need to demonstrate it, that we are staying with the positive focus of what we want and affirming it with everything we think, do, and say.
Okay, so what we believe, however, does not have to remain etched in stone if it's on the negative part of whatever we're trying to change. It, you know, we're we're definitely hardwired because we have repeated such so often, but it isn't permanent unless we let it be. Okay, so our beliefs can hold, and and we have to evolve, and in that evolving, we begin to know that through other experiences, even some good ones, we could change what the what our particular take on life is and what we want from life. So we want to add to our core beliefs what we learn and what information we study about all the wonderful things that's going on today with quantum physics and the new sciences that are helping us understand our brain and our very nature because those things make it possible. It, 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 you know, good things happen for successful people. This is something I hear a lot. And then I challenge that and say, well, who are the successful people? Oh, you know, they're, they're those people who, you know, are always, they win at everything. It's like, well, I know what I know about successful people is that they have a core belief system that works for them. And they know that they're going to succeed. And they try and try and try again till they make it happen. They don't give up. They don't quit. They don't walk away. And they surely don't find justification through different excuses to make themselves fail. So, you know, we have to look at the fact of how, who is it that and what is it that makes us fail. Now, failure is by no means fatal. Okay, I love John Maxwell's work on failing forward. You really want to read that book. You know, he has a book that's actually called Failing Forward. And in it, he helps you understand that it's through taking risks, going out further than maybe you're prepared for or educated for, but knowing in your heart that it's what you want and that you'll go out and you'll do your best with it. And when you do your best and the feedback comes back and you find you fell short, okay, that just means you now know more than what you knew before you started. You now know what you have to do to make it work. And you're not going to know that unless you take the risk. And you're not going to know that until you fail. Okay, so how, how prepared are any one of us to the fulfillment of the dreams that we have? Well, I, I don't think that any one of us is prepared totally. And that's why we have to step out. We have to take that risk. And we have to... That risk is only involved as to the level of what maybe we still need to know. And you won't know until you know that you don't know. So it's taking that risk and doing it. And then when you know it, you fail forward. It simply means you pick it up, look at it, and say, okay, well, see, here's, I didn't know this before. I didn't know that this might come up. And I didn't know actually how to do that. Now I do. So I try again and I do it again. And maybe several times I'll fail before I actually get what I want because I'm still learning. I'm still open to doing what I do know in order to find out what more I do have to know. Okay. So some people can succeed, and and namely so they they don't fail because they just don't they don't negotiate failure. I mean, it isn't something that they think about. It's not something they do. So then we have to say, well, how do those people come to such a mindset? Okay, well, they actually affirm. They actually take control of the way they're thinking. And they begin to think in a manner that takes them closer and enforces the very charge or the, 
the actual energy around their daily lives that helps them get to where they want it to go. Okay? So, you, you, you know, I have a lot of people, and it still kind of blows my mind to have people come up and, and ask me at this day and time, you know, well, what is really an affirmation? And it's like, really? You want to know what an affirmation is? Well, let me tell you something. You're an affirmation right there where you stand. You're the affirmation. You're what you affirm. You're what you believe. You're what you're allowing yourself to live because that's the way you believe it. Those beliefs are your affirmations. And and sometimes you you know you're you don't even give a lot of thought to the miraculous nature of what you are. You know that this collection of atoms and molecules, cells and tissues of flesh and bone all have their own purpose and their own creativity and their own existence. And, you know, you can you can define that in, in a negative, maybe not trusting way and think it's just some physical glob of, you know, some circumstance or you can understand the miraculous cohesiveness, the miraculous performance that our bodies are, how every part of it is is just what it needs to be to have us be what we are, our physical existence. And that in itself is an affirmation. Uh, Dwayne Dyer, our departed brother, actually has done a lot of work in intention and how he states how intention is actually what we are. We're created as intention. Creator's intention for us to exist in the purpose of that intent. And because we have different fingerprints, each one of us then is unique and chosen specifically for something specific. And how are we affirming that? How are, how are we, you know, you know, our beliefs are what we're affirming. We're thinking it, we're doing it, we're making it. So then we have to come back and say, okay, I don't get the results that that person gets. No, because you're not being focused and putting the intent of what you want is the outcome. And then you really have to listen to yourself. I mean, around the people I work with, people are constantly aware that as I listen to them talk to me or they come to report something and update me on what's going on or whatever, I, I just go into automatic and I'll hear them say something out of sync out of sync to me means they're not in cohesive mind right now. They're they're not affirming and they're not talking from where I know they have said they want to be or where they think they are. And so if, when people will say to me, well, I've been trying, I say, you're trying. So you still have questions of what it is you want to do? Oh, no, no, I know what it is I want to do. Well, then you're not trying, you're doing it. Well, I'm not having the success I want. Okay, are you affirming that? What does that mean? And then I just run them through a whole, you know, sense of, of reflection until they finally say, I see what you're saying. I need to say what I mean and mean what I say and make it happen. And it's like, absolutely. There is no other way to do this. So affirming where you are, knowing what it is you want, the what, and knowing where you want it to go. I like the word postulate. A lot of people I work with will talk about goals and they, you know, they'll come and they'll say, though, this is my intention and these are my goals. The word postulate to me says negotiations are over. It says to me, this is done. So 
when I say I postulate, I hear the echo in my being say, and so it is. And that means, you know, it don't go nowhere else. It has no place to go. Let's not talk about any excuses, blame. You know, we're, it, we're not even going to talk about it being a challenge or a hardship. And no matter, even at that, that I understand that I'm moving forward and realize that there are some holes that I'm going to have to get over and get past. And I know that those are risks that I'm taking. And I will do my best, and I will use everything I can, and I'll call in as many forces and counseling as I need to help me get to what I need to know about what I know I don't know. And even then, when I get to what I call completion, I can see, well, I didn't make it. Didn't do all the things it needed. But here's the list, and here's the particular notes I've taken on what I found as I moved along. Then I put that together, put that in the recipe, get back up, start cooking it again. And then that's what actually then brings the end result. And I, I've come so far, and I remember, beloved, Grandma's sitting here talking to you at 75 years old, okay? I've come so far in my life, I don't negotiate anything else. I don't go at something half-hearted. And I, I've come to, over the past few years, uh, uh, there's a song that I love, and in it, it, it's always the words just totally impact me when it says, you know, I didn't come to place and show. I came to win. And that's my philosophy. That's my affirmation. And when I hear myself say that, and I affirm that, okay, this is not a maybe. This is not I'm going to try. This is, well, let's see what it'll do. No. This is me commanding it so. This is me taking charge and being the authority on what it will be. Okay, and then putting everything I can to it, everything I know, calling in any kind of reinforcements I need, reading and studying, and going at it with a consistency and determination that allows nothing to fall off the table. Complete attention, complete commitment to it. So then at that point, I'm affirming, I have, you know, I'll put, I find beautiful paper. I love paper. I have some kind of <laughs> real thing with pens and papers, okay? And it must be because as a child, I didn't have as such. But I love to buy pretty paper and pretty colors and stuff like that. And I'll write, you know, kind of almost do like uh, art writing, and, and put it up, put them so they catch my attention because they're pretty, because they're impactful, whatever. And I smile because I realize that's me reminding me. It's not that I get so familiar with it. I don't let my eyes rest on it anymore. I see it, you know, and I know why I wrote that. And I know in this moment as I'm in this room, if my eyes fall upon it, I know that that's the observer, the beautiful I am that I am. Saying, pay attention. You know, look up here. Where are you? You know, and it's like, ah, oh, I need to make that phone call right now. Okay, or I need to look at the schedule and see where the opening is for me to do something. You know, it's like, you, it's, it's you working with you. It's me, the body, working with mind, with spirit. And in this communion that we are, this, this uh, soul situation that we are this is what I have to do I have to hear myself talking hear myself thinking you know uh, I love the fact that 
there's been some writers that's wrote material on talking to God. Well, that when I first heard that, I, it was kind of like, what? Okay, talking to God? Who does talk to God? We're always talking to God. You know, who else would we be talking to? You know, <laughs> and I went through, okay, let me get a little bit more perspective on what the person's point is. And uh, so I know Neil Diamond Walsh has done some great work with that, and I've, I've used his meditations and stuff to help people actually touch their divinity. So it's it's a, there's a lot of good work there. But then for me, you know, I am constantly dialoguing with it. I have everything that I hang on my wall is a piece of art or sculpture that's a conversation with the Creator, with God. Each symbolic native symbol that I have or native art that I have is a formula. And when I look at it, I understand the formula of what I'm looking at. Uh, I understand if I'm looking at the bear, you know, that this is, this is organization. And this is the signal of going deep inside myself and watching and seeing what's, what's there, you know. And then when I go into pondering some of the other things that are around me, like I have what I call altars, which are beautiful, magnificent pieces that I put, you know, purposely in place so that when I touch them or when I see them, I understand that I am in the presence of that which is the macro and the micro. I'm in the center of that, experiencing the outcome. You know, our our homes as indigenous people, our homes are built as churches, as altars. We don't have to go someplace to be in attendance and with worship or praise of, of the Creator and the One. It's, it's, it's all around us. It's in everything that we are and do. It's in our pottery. It's, you know, it's in our clothing. It's on our walls. It's in everything. We don't, we don't have any separation from it. So I, you know, I've been raised to understand that what I'm thinking is being observed and heard. And for any one of you who have not locked into that, you have no control of what your thoughts are or what your emotions are bringing up in thoughts and all of the chemistry then that's going through your cellular mass. You know, and for me, I hear myself and all of my associates and the people who work with me will laugh because sometimes they'll hear me. I mean, I, I will state right out loud sometimes when something starts and I'll say, Parisha, do you hear yourself? And they look and they laugh because it's at that point that a thought has gone through and it's like, okay, that's not what I want in there. You know, that's not me. That's not how I think. That's not what I'm going to sit and feed. That is definitely not what I'm going to affirm. So then I bring it back out and look at it and make myself see where I picked it up if I can. Sometimes you just pick it up because you're exposed to it all around you. But if, if that's the case, then I begin to realize how I have to safeguard that I don't fall into some kind, you know, of reflective chameleon kind of action on it. So I don't do it. And then at that point, I begin to affirm whatever I know will help me be stronger to not allow that process or that thinking process to go through. And it's just being there all the time. You know, some 
I had a, a gentleman actually say to me a couple of weeks ago, so when do you finally arrive? When, when are you finally in nirvana or when you're, you finally find the center and when it's just all done? And it's like, well, when, you, when that happens, you'll drop the body and you'll be in spirit. And he just kind of looked at me and he says, you mean we have to die before it's done? I says, I can only tell you that life is evolving. Life is the cycle of evolution. And in evolution, when it stops, it is no more. There is nothing. And he just kind of looked and he said, so our whole life. And I said, your whole life, yes, but also your whole day, every hour of your day every minute, split second of your day, all of that is of the same. And that's your purpose of being. And whatever it is that maybe has influenced you to be an unsuccessful person. You know, and sometimes I hear when I'm discussing things like this with people, I hear a sarcasm or a resentment for the successful people. Oh, no, beloved, you want to understand that successful people work harder, okay, and they're consistent. And, and uh, I, I find that people who have not reached wealth yet are resentful for people who have wealth. And, oh, well, that, that person's worth this or that. That's fine. They don't care. And it's like, no, no, they didn't get there not caring. Okay, I don't even care if you were born with it because I know a lot of inherited wealth as far as friends and associates. They still have to maintain that, you know, everybody keeps looking and thinking the grass is greener over there or that you don't have to do, you know, that person don't have to do as much because they already have. No, in order to keep it, they have to work harder. And and just, you know, it's just, it's just the process of a person not knowing yet and, and not understanding that they, they just say some really awkward things, you know, and it's like, no, successful people are successful because they're non-stop, they don't give in, and they don't find a reason to finally say, well, it didn't work for me. First and uppermost, find out why it didn't work for you, and then that's what you have to change. And, and I find that those are victim-thinking people, people who somehow or another don't have the self-confidence or or the self-worth. And then that's a place you can start. Because if you're in that place and you think nothing ever works for you and you finally just resign yourself, well, it's not for me, then you have declared. Don't be silly here. You have declared that you have not the value to have it. So that's what you have to work on. That's where you want to start. That's where it changes. There is nothing more extraordinary than you. You know, look up. Think about this. How did you get here? You know, there's no way that any science, and, and this is the beautiful part of it, is whatever religions feared about science, science has validated the very substance and the very decision that there is a God, there is creator. And there's no way to get around it. And especially with any victim thinking that says you're not worth it. That's saying that by the determination, by the most sacred, beautiful thing that we can call spirit, we're saying somehow or another, this, this, this ultimate intelligence 
decided to kind of make you the throwback? I mean, get real here. When you study anatomy and physiology, you study these sciences, and you find out how intricately woven everything is, how the body in itself is a universe. And as we think we live in the universe, no, the universe is us. And then it isn't like this is ego or you you setting yourself above something. This is just realization. This is you understanding. Look at here. This is what I am. That I that I am so important to the whole. That I I I am such a piece of what it all is. My fingerprint says that there's nobody like me. There's no other person. There's no nothing that can substitute me. And of what love, what love there has to be for you to be such an elegant, unique part of what God is. Because we are of the one. And so when we begin to see that in, in some part of your beautiful, beautiful created self should ever entertain that you're not worth it, that you can't have it. Oh, beloveds, who stole? Who stole your birthright? Who took from you the promise of life fulfilled? Because, see, if you feel that, you can acknowledge that and claim it, meaning know what it is, and then you change it. Then you affirm what you are and the importance of that. Sometimes when I have had to deal with some really hardwired cases to where I don't care what I've seen, and, and sometimes a person who's really hardwired to all of the negative affirmations in life, okay, they, they're they so unconscious of it. It's, to, it's, it's just consistent work. You'd have to live with them and be right there in their face all the time to get them to acknowledge how deep and how far this all goes. And sometimes when I see, you know, I have to get them there in a period of time. I... I few years back in my coaching, I have a, a particular process that I would take what I considered the hardwired negatives, and uh, it was to teach them anatomy, physiology, and chemistry. And, you know, they've come to want to know how they can get more money, so right away here I'm throwing, you know, anatomy, physiology, and chemistry in front of them, and, the, and sometimes it's very cute because some of them will say, well, you know, Parisha, I, I'm looking to study wealth principles. I didn't come for some healing or medical course or something. It's like, yeah, I know. Okay, I just didn't think that I'd have to learn about the body and, you know, all this other stuff. And it's like, well, do you know about it? Well, you know, yeah, I know I have a kid, couple of kidneys. I have two lungs. You know, I have a, a bladder. I have a, a liver. No, no, no. Do you know how it all works? 
well, somewhat. And then they'll begin to tell me, you know, the little bit that they know. And it's like, well, see, that's the reason I'm going to have you go through this. And we're going to just quickly move through how that all works. Because, see, that's the principle. To understand the body, you'll understand downward causation. And in downward causation, you'll know how to pull from the field of nothingness into possibilities to potential and so forth. Then they go, oh, okay, well, then I, you know, I can look at that. So then I begin to show them the magnificence and, and the, the power that we are in the body and how it all works and, you know, how we move from one particular part. We go from the molecules into the cells and then into the tissues and then into the organs and then, so, and then we're, we're a whole body. And how that's just how everything works. All energy works like that. And then we bring in the chemistry of, okay, you think that you feel this way. And you think that you can't seem to change the way you feel. You don't feel worthy. Okay, well, that's just a chemistry. That's an addiction. And just like any addiction, we can actually choose the solution and the healing for it. And then I go through what all of the particular chemicals are that have to do around their particular thoughts of not worthy or whatever. And you really have to, once they start realizing these are mechanics, this is just the mechanics of what it is. Then they begin to look at it and say, well, this is something that I can actually control. Yes, we can do it in a number of various ways. You know, we can do it by the change of the way we eat and that we live and we breathe. You know, even breathing can help change it. And just telling them all the possibilities and tools they have right there that can bring about what, you know, the, the foundation of what it is they want. And it's that that begins to create the reality that helps them understand the choices they have and how they can affirm and become everything they want in life. So basically then talking about, you know, the affirming means to talk about, to focus on, to live. Find the words that help you get that focus and hang tight with it and use it. Make yourself really think about it, not just say it. I hear people running around and they'll just keep going blah, 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 blah. And I say, what are you doing? Well, I'm affirming. You're affirming what? You know, well, I'm affirming my my statement. I wrote out my affirmation. Yeah, but are you thinking it? Well, yeah. Okay, so you're thinking that fast. You're understanding everything you're thinking. Well, no. And I find that sometimes when people are reciting mantras, you know, they'll begin to do it very, very fast and everything. And it's like, okay, so long as in the auric field, you can still see what it is that's supposed to be there when you're saying that. Then then you're affirming. So basically one of the things then that for me is to tell people you, you can you can you know you're affirming you're have you're thinking and you're affirming every minute that you're awake. Okay? Your inner thoughts every minute that you're awake is determining what you are living and what your life is right now. And in, in every case, beloved, you have been totally programmed. If you don't have all the things you want, it's because somewhere along the line, somebody put another program in there and, and somehow or another altered the divine plan. 
abundance is real and it's common and it's for everybody. There is no scarcity. You think scarcity and you make scarcity. Look out a window. Look at a landscape. Get out of the building and out of the cement cities and look across this world and look at her landscapes. The earth shows us how plentiful and how abundant all life is. And then we run into them walls that we create and we hide in our little boxes. So you have to affirm the openness and the panorama view of a horizon that is yours to take at any time you want. And then it begins to happen. So the kind of affirmation that you can talk about is the kind that you can develop and make yours as you, you know, just put yourself into training with it every minute. Well, some of the questions that a lot of wonderful young students I work with ask, you know, is, you know, how, what do you think, you know, of creation and where we're going and everything? And I said, I totally trust, without argument and doubt, never have had any doubts, that I am of God. I don't know what anyone could believe if they did not understand the only reason any of us exist and, and are is that we are of God. So I don't have to go have myself anointed or approved of that. I was born in that. I was given that uniqueness by the very love of Creator. I was trusted. You're trusted. You were sent forth. You're the message. You're the embodied word. It cannot be more sacred than that. That is you. That is me. In the Cherokee perspective, when we reflect about ourselves, we call ourselves the principal people. And I find that amongst many indigenous people, when they're around, they're thinking the Cherokee are saying they're the only ones. No, they're saying we are humanity. We are the principal people. Then there are the four-legged people. There are the plant people. And everything that has life is a people to us. But humanity, humanity has things that the other life form does not have. And that's the will to be. The Creator gave us that. Gave us that reflection of itself. And I truly trust what I have been exploring for my 75 seasons on this earth is that I am here to teach the body cells and the form that we call a body of itself to be all of what the gift is and to work with every cell of the body to have it evolve to an intelligence that knows all the wonderful things we're now studying in the new sciences and all of the awakening that we're having through experiences of new information that's being given. Over the last couple days, Jules had brought to my attention a wonderful doctor that's now in coming to us in the United States to actually work with intuitive, the intuitive nature of ourself to heal ourself, to have techniques and processes that can help us find that intuitive doorway of ourself I mean, what could be more exciting than that? 
and then to recognize then as I do and and I know Jules does because this is one of the places that you know our connections are but for any one of you out there that know as you're working with healing that you are just an instrument that can help a person in in adding energy but that person has to accept that energy that person has to heal themselves and that everything we we need we are our own pharmaceuticals our body is its own drugstore, its own pharmaceutical. You know, we are energy. And when we begin to live as energy and we know that intuition or what we're calling intuition is the knowing and the contact and the trust of that, then, then we accept why we're here and how we got here. See, I, I think it's just so outrageous that a person would have a doubt of that. I mean, in the most trying and most demanding of times, I close my eyes and I sit a moment just in that inward place. And then when I open my eyes, I look all around me. I take in all the environment around me. And I speak into it from my heart. I am that I am. Without you, there is no me. Without you, there would be of no purpose for me. You are the very word and embodiment of what I exist as life. Every moment in this body is a gift and a trust to be used to the very purpose of why I am that I am. I mean, that test has gone very strong for me. I'm not just wanting you all to, you know, listen to this and think, okay, but then you're the exception and, you know, things must be easier for you or whatever. No, 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 beloveds. I mean, you have to understand that I, I am very much Caucasian-looking and very much a native in my heart, my mind, in my life, okay? The influence of my childhood was with my Cherokee grandmother. And even to find that amongst our own people, people were hidden from each other. That's what the whole system had begun to do, is break down the identity and the trust of, of the Native mind and thinking. And how and you know people sometimes especially other indigenous people who challenge my right to teach or my right to speak of myself as Cherokee I hear a voice in my heart in my very being that says to me you came into the world as a Cherokee you live as Cherokee and when you leave this world you will leave it as a Cherokee. And no matter what else I do, how much more education I get, or how, you know, how I've actually pondered through and attended and studied and accompanied and associated and everything, every school of thought on this planet, and in every one of them I have found the likeness to that. I don't see any differences. I focus and find the likenesses. I can feel at home. 
there are those definitely that are controversial to what I believe and maybe not as much in peace orientation as I am. But then I know that, see, that's the opposite that has to happen in the field of duality to allow me to be exactly who I am. And without that, there could not be who I am. So I make a place in, in the picture of my world exactly for all of creation. And so there, you know, it's, it's, you, you need to do that. That comes from a respect of yourself and a love of yourself. I learned that through School of Hard Knocks, beloved. I had to learn that living with people and trying to seek and touch and reach out to other people who totally rejected me. And I began to understand their bitterness as I got older because then I heard the histories. But as that little child, I didn't understand it. And I didn't make anything of it. If I was abused, I simply picked myself up wiped myself off and got back into play. So you have to come to where it is that you explore that uniqueness and that beautiful, magnificent part of what you are, who you are. You cannot choose a role model and try to role model your existence in your life by somebody else's. No. You know, it's like a lot of people have will have actually said, you know, that I have followers. Oh, does that ever rub me the wrong way? I don't want followers. I want leaders. You know, I don't want somebody to try and emanate me and and try to be like me. I've got me covered. You know what I mean? I got me covered real good, believe me. I need you to add your contribution to it, and then we become more. You know, it's not a matter about taking on and assembling people. or And I often share with people, I cannot make you Cherokee. You know, you're as creator gave you, and we want to respect that. In fact, we want to celebrate that. We have to find where your roots are. Because people will say, but I think I must have been reincarnated as this or that or in another life. And it says, well, I ask people, why is that necessary? You don't have to think like that. You don't have to try and find some justification to be validated. Do you know that that's what you think? Do you know that's what gives you peace? Do you know that's your love? Yes. Well, then that's all you need to know. And you don't need to go ask somebody what they think about it. You need to think about it. You need to declare exactly what it is that sets yourself on fire. That your success is guaranteed because you don't quit. And that as you fail forward, you just keep rolling with the punches and find out what it is that goes from here to there, and then you just keep going. See, this is the reality of the adventure of life. Success is an affirmation. And that affirmation is you determining how it is you think, and if you can actually develop the strength to hold that affirmation. And because the mind has all of the games that it has been taught by you on how to sabotage you, you have to do it different. New information makes change, whether you like it or not. 
new information is in. And once it goes in, it rolls around in there and has effect. It's so beautiful with some of the new technology I'm working with. And, and right now there's some wonderful people that I'm working with that actually are working with uh, finding the actual uh, replacement. No, I don't want to say that. The the Yeah, let's say the complement. The complement to even the MRI and a lot of the diagnosing tools that we have. It's so wonderful because right now we are we are exploring the fact we're energy and we can take videos and we can through computer and technology see our living field of energy and it will diagnose itself. Isn't that fantastic? And it's like so we you know we're in a time that we ought to just be totally riveted with excitement and energy that's making us move forward and understand it's so fortunate that we are here in the world at this time. We're fortunate. And yes, there's a lot of controversial stuff going on. So I'm an, oh yes, I'm probably knee deep in all of it or most of it. But it's because I am energy that I know I can and that however bigger the demand is, I'm the principle of pi, and I just expand to it. I don't cut something off to get in deeper. I go deeper, and I spread wider, and I am pi. That's all of us. That's who we are. And it is you affirming to yourself that you are a child of God, that you are created of the holy of holies, and that there could never be anything more magnificent than what you are and what that is. To live it, to be it, to celebrate it, to know that above all things, you are in the right place at the right time doing the very right thing. And I don't care how else anybody else tries to tell you different. Yeah. You can say, yeah, but right now, Parisha, I don't I, I don't want it that way. That's okay. Just start where you're at. Don't go into denial. That's another cop-out. That's another sabotage. Don't go into denial. Name it, claim it, change it. Then begin to think, do, and be. Simple. It is simple. You complicate it. Now, Begin to make sure that, you know, the thing that a lot of students come and they'll say, you know, I, I don't know if, if I really need to do any more training or take another workshop. I seem to not be doing anything with it. And it's like, okay, then change that. Because it's when we come to workshops and we, we gather together in, in a perspective and in a, in a, in a particular mindset that we are in the field of possibilities and we magnetize to ourselves all these wonderful people. So you begin to walk around a room and in a program and you don't want to just hang out with somebody you came with. You want to look at people and how come you looked at that person when there's 10 people standing there? We'll walk over and find out. You know, uh, take some good notes. What are you hearing that you didn't hear before. Because right now some people say, yeah, but I've heard this over and over again. I don't care. Then obviously you didn't grab it. Now, how's it being said now that was different from when you heard it before? 
or maybe you're just attracted by the energy of the person who's saying it. It just becomes more meaningful to you. But it's attending and, and being a part of the gathering of the circle that you begin to discover more and more of yourself. So don't turn that away. Look, look into that with the whole openness of saying, you know, be with people. Get involved with organizations and groups of like-minded to where you are constantly being fed new perspective and new ideas and through discussion, not just through attending and listening to somebody to talk at you, but to discuss it. This is the way it's gone. This is you affirming who it is you really want to be. They're signaling me and telling me, okay, the hour's up. So I'm going to have to say again, this is Parisha, and this is Windows in Your Mind. And I enjoy the journey that we have had today, and I ask you to keep affirming. Know that you're always in the presence of the One, and that you're always talking to the Source. And in that, life becomes all that you want it to be. Know no matter where you're at, Four times a day, I include you in my prayers. Every one of you are here present as we come together, whether you come to listen at some later time or you're here in this very moment. If you're hearing me, we have connected. And in that connection, I include you in all the wonderful and magnificent things that Spirit allows and puts into my life every day. Know that you are loved, you are special, you are powerful. Have a great week, and I'll be talking to you again soon. Osio. Well, okay, it's that time of being complete again and going forward to assimilate and use what we've shared and learned. It's with love of humanity that I serve, and it's always good when you're with me. I value in your time, so I say to you, Olama Liaha, we are family. Walk in beauty upon the great Mother Earth and be the blessing that you are. I send you my hugs and kisses on the breeze and in the sun. Beloveds, I am always with you. Have a wonder-filled week and celebrate all good things. For those of you who want to keep in touch through Facebook, remember that it's www.facebook.com slash forward and it's V. E N period P A period R I S period H A. And make sure that you share what you want to say and come on to the program. Remember, as of August, we will be actually going live and you'll begin to really talk back to me and share your stuff. And I look so forward to that. So until then, know we are blessed. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com, P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.